Good morning, Rabbi Isai. Ah, Lili Nishmasi Mimirosi Ruspas Mordechai. From Twitter. Well, it's not on the plane, but in order if Ellie would appreciate this picture from Delta Sky Club Lounge with a kosher meal on a layover in Boston. A great way to infuse downtime with meaning. Yisrael Shalitsky, as you mentioned in today's daf about the 300 times, I like this because there's another way of looking at it. I was machavin to something here. The 300 times for the formula in order to soften the skull to remove the creature in the brain, which also alludes to removing the bad machshavis. I thought of another connection. There's a famous Sam Seifer which writes that the shin on the shel roish, which equals to the 300 times we were tefillin during the year. So 300 is a real number. Would always bless and ask before Hashanah. We ask Hashem to give us another year of good health and no scares during the year. As we have many new mesechtas to learn this year, Mitzvah Hashem, with the gezunt along with the rebellion, the whole family of MDY, all the best is Shoshalitsky. Here we go from the tallest building in the world, our own Nehemi Seltzer. I guess he's vacationing. Here we go. Learning that Yomi on a high. He's learning that Yomi on a high. And also. Good morning, Rabbi Sai. No volume? Ah, no truck this time. Not today. Okay. Oh, I now I hear him. Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah. Dubai, Dubai. Learning is as good for Parnassah. This must be read, but please keep it anonymous. My mother receives Holocaust reparations. I'm reading it because it's also a... Um, it's good for the island to know if there's any Holocaust survivors out there. She gets them once a year. Once a year, once a year we have to submit forms that she's still alive. Today, for no particular reason, I called the compensation agency to see when the new forms must be submitted for 2023. They told me that it was yesterday. Yes, it was the deadline. But if I get the form in today, they'll accept it. They also told me that if I miss the deadline, that her reparations will be forfeited forever. And I told my nephew, who's also part of MDY, about this miracle that I called today. It reminded me that I just pledged 27 daf two days ago for the fuah of Avram Menasha. I guess if anybody wants to know who this guy is, you just go back two days and see who pledged 27 daf. Wishing anonymous. Wishing everyone a Shana Taiva for good health. Prosperity with minimal stress, West Hempstead. As a non-American, there's another, another, you know, I don't like to toot my own choifer. He's not an American. So we remain anonymous, but would like to share what life was like before starting the DAF, BD, before the DAF, and after starting the DAF, AD. BD, I was learning from 10.20 in the morning to 12 o'clock, which is very nice, actually, most days. I felt comfortable with that. AD, after the dab, besides doing the dab in the shir, I've pushed up learning from 9.45 to 12.15 every day. Unbelievable. Including finally new chavrus from the shir. 11, oh, 11 months ago, I gave up Netflix cold turkey. Still on YouTube, however. I also met someone in the shir that gave me business that I've personally made $40,000 from. Don't worry, Ellie. Even though I have not sponsored any Shumar Gemaras, I'm very mocked to put some loose change in the pushka every day. Chutzpah. <laughs> <laughs> you met the guy in MDY and you throw in a few coins in the pushka? 
There's no miser when you make a deal with MDY. It's chaymesh, 20%, my friend. I want you to sponsor front page in the Dari, my friend. Front page. Of course, the type. He meets the guy at MDY. Donnie, you meet the people here at MDY and you give miser to MDY, don't you? Put you on the spot? Yes! Yes. If you buy a house through Donnie or any other broker here in Ramachemish that comes from the Shear, 10% MDY on the spot. He puts a couple of, what did he say here? Don't worry, I don't sponsor Gemaras or any Shiurim. Not a, I won't give $180 to MDY if I made $40,000 off them, but I put some loose chuj in the. Wow. The, the, the beginning of the email was unbelievable. He gave up Netflix. He just gave me a depression. $8,000, my friend. Anything less is less than a car to type. Um, I'm a testimony that doing the daf every day will help both Ruchnius and Gashmius to all MD wires out there keep the commitment going. And Bezrat Hashem, we'll all reach new heights in the new year. Shana Toiva. Here's a video of a Spanish worker who hears me play the beginning of the daf cheer. I convinced him to say good morning on Boy's side. Can you show this video? I signed up at least six people and never asked for any Gemara. At least maybe you can play the video. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. Here it is. Six people, you go. I play the video. Good morning, Raboisa. Ah. And this is for the next six. Good morning, Raboisa. Ah. Raboisa. Now, here's a share. Dear Rabbi Stefanski, I made a scene. I'm Sechtis Chagiga. I love this. It's a new trend now. I've heard this over and over now. People are going back. Some people are going to Brochus, Chagiga, Tainas, the easier Masechus. And somebody came over to me the other day, said he's already halfway through Shabbos. Few people. You also took up Chagiga Noam, no? How did that go? Oh, Megillah. It's going go? It's going go. My next part. The time is so appropriate. Just gave an Amaris the benefit of the doubt and let him into the base Amigdash during the Chag. Even though they, may not, they might not have been tar. True, in Chagiga, we learned about this. People that were not tar, maybe. They were able to go into base. So too, if we all judge each other favorably, then Hashem will let us in the new year with favorable judgment. I really enjoyed and wanted to say thank you, Eliezer Sher, Great Neck, New York. The Paris HaChoydash, for the success of our family and that we merit to always crown Hashem. The Mesech, the sponsor, don't worry about it. No daily sponsors today. Unbelievable. And Lili Nishmas, Allah has been not the Shalomim for that. It's not for my children. Jeff Rosner, in the Schuss, of my son, Yosef Simcha, Chaim, Ben Tzara, Chana, Rufua, Shleima, Amen. Should be a year of gesund and easiness. It's not, it's not easy to deal with kids that are sick in the hospital. It's a, it changes the whole life. Unbelievable. Should have a great year. The rest of the Masech, the official Mitzvah motivators, Avram Menashe, Ben Chana, Brocha, Rufua, Shleima. Parasa Chodesh, Lili Nishma, Zechariah, Ben Moisha, the last day of my favorite sponsor of all time. Lili Nishma, Zechariah, Ben Moisha. Three words. The second sponsor of the month, the MDY family, third sponsor, by the Lagan Loving family, is like in Jersey because Tyre is the best. Gula, Rufua Shlema, Yecheskel Ben Leah. Oh, here's my new favorite. Rufua Shlema, Yecheskel Ben Leah. And fifth sponsor is a schus that Hashem should watch over me and ensure that I'm completely healthy. Daniel Avital, Ksubis, 12 Daf and Ksubis, and Chio, Bindiger, Bindiger, 20 Daf. Unbelievable. Yishkoyach, we're 5,078 for Avi, plus more than 300 people signed up, which is unbelievable. Collective amount, unbelievable. Yesterday I mentioned 
that uh, somebody in the shir moved because his daughter had epilepsy and a lot. He, was, he used to come late and used to, not late, he used to be very tired during shir. I would ask him, he says, I was up the whole night with her. Another episode, not terrible, like really bad epilepsy. He moved, not a single time. He came over to me after shir. He said it was 100% good that I said it. And he said he was Moisef. He says, you know that family that you said that moved from, out, from this block, from Nachal Noam to Yerushalayim, because Reb Chaim said, two weeks after they moved, the first daughter got engaged. The second daughter is still looking for Shadok. And a few people told me this. They came over to me after share. It's a known thing. This guy... If you move from this block, you get brought up. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> you got to move here first, and then... Okay. Raboy Sai, here we go. <coughs> Don't need the chart yet. We're starting a brand new parak. Dafayin Ches Omed Aleph on the top. The official mission, we have a new sponsor for the next Temishnais, sponsored by MDY Tehillim Group. Join at tehillim.8mindaf.com. Ach, but that's not how you say it. Ein <laughs> hey, somebody said it's ah, but okay. I'm saying if it was ach, and the people that don't want to say ches, they say ah, okay. But it's ah, so why are they sticking the ch? Oh, okay, check. Next. Rabbi Sai, we have a very interesting Mishnah here. I have charts, makes it literally a piece of cake. Everybody understands that if a woman acquires real estate or property or whatever it is before she gets engaged and she sells it after she gets engaged, uh, before she gets engaged, she sells it. If she acquires it before, sells it before, we're not even going to talk about that. It's a no-brainer. Of course, it's a good sale. She has the right to buy and sell property. What we're going to be discussing is Nikhse Melug. Nikhse Melug is property that's brought in by the woman into a marriage or into an engagement. She acquires property somehow and she brings it in. Now, because she's married, her husband shares the property with her. He has privileges in the property. What are his privileges? He gets, she controls the principle of the property, the principle, and he gets to control the payrolls, the produce of the property. So if she has a field, she has income-producing property. She owns the property, the actual karka, the field. And the husband gets to enjoy all the wheat and the, and the apples and the art. He gets to enjoy the fruit. We're not really talking about. That's if there's a guarantee that he basically becomes his, but he promises to give her back whatever it costs, whatever the value was in the, when she came into the marriage. That's what she's going to get when she comes out of the marriage 25 years later. That's we're not talking about saying all we're going to be discussing now, today, is what happens when she acquires, she gets, let's say, Yerusha, something falls down, we call it a nefila, it falls down to her. I think in English also, falls down, oh, it could fall, property could fall, fall to you, not so much. A nefila, she gets a property when she's engaged, and then she sells it when she's married. Does anything change? Or if she gets it when she's engaged, and she sells it when she's engaged. If she gets the property when she's married, Let's say she inherits property when she's married and sells it when she's married. No machlaik. It's going to have a chart for that, but no machlaik. That's in the mission also. So you have the two extremes. She acquires a property when she's not engaged and sells it when she's not engaged. 1,000% she could do that, right? No, not even shot. You have on the far extreme, she acquires a property when she's married already and she sells it when she's married. 
No machloik is over there. Her husband could go and grab the property back from whoever she sold. She has no right selling it. The machloik is in R. What happens in the middle? Okay, so let's look. Before we even go into the Mishnah, I'll just show you the charts. Show you how simple it is. Here's chart number one. We have three periods of time. You have period number one is before the engagement. Period number two is between the engagement and marriage. And period number three is after marriage. So here's Naflu. You see the, the property fell. It fell before Erusin. It was hers. Again. You weren't paying attention. Okay. Wow. It's taking time to, to adjust. It's so small. Okay. Here's the property. It falls to her before she got engaged. But she sells it. I didn't have a woman there. She sells it. After she got engaged. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. Acquiring it, naflu, and selling it. So over here you have a case where she acquired it before the engagement, and she sold it after she got engaged. What's the halacha in green? According to everybody, she, she's l'chatchila allowed to go ahead and sell it. She's only engaged now. Now, engagement is important. Don't think that's it. Oh, it's just an engagement. No. An engagement, erusin, means... It's a beginning of a marriage. It's step one in marriage. So you think that the husband has some sort of power over here. This Gemara is going to wonder, why doesn't he have power? Why can't he say no? You can't sell it. If you do sell it, I'm going to stop the sale. Because really, you're hurting him. He's not going to be able... Today, he doesn't have parents. You're right, but tomorrow he does. And they're somewhat married. Let's call it 50% married. So why can't he stop? The Gemara discusses that. Case number two. Again, we're talking about the, the Arison and the Suen. Over here, the property fell after Erusin, but again it was sold after Erusin before Nisuin. So everything happened in the same period of time, in the second period, between Erusin and Nisuin. Over here we have Machlokes Bishamay and Bissilah. Bishamay say, you could go ahead and sell it Lichatchila. And Bissilah say, no, if she sold it after the fact, we'll let the sale stand. But you're not supposed to sell it. That's case number two. Case number three in the Mishnah. Again, we have Arison and Asun. The property fell to her after she got married. What's the halacha? Not a good sale. According to everybody, if the property fell to her after she got married, and she sold it after she got married, the husband goes ahead and grabs it from the Lukuchas. Yes. By the way, there is, that's basically what happens. When we say that it's not sold, it is sort of, we'll see a little bit of that halacha. It is kind of sold, but we say it's not sold that he gets the pay rise, but it will be theirs, let's say he dies. So you're right. In a way, you're right. No, if she dies, then what happens? Who gets it? The husband gets it. And what happens? Who, what happens to the money? The guy, the guy, the guy, bo- the guy bought it. Never, he fell. He fell. He should have known that she's married. She can't sell it. He bought it. He spent a million dollars on these buildings in the middle of Brooklyn, and then it turns out that the husband comes and says, "Give me back the buildings." What happens to the money that the guy bought the buildings with? Huh? Anybody? What happens to the money? Doesn't takes the buildings back. He has to give it back. No, no, doesn't give it back. Unless she has a stack of money. I'm talking straight out of the Shulchan Aruch. If she has a stack of money, then, and they find money in her drawer after she dies, he goes and gives it back. But otherwise, no. I thought it was a big Kiddush. Now, 
No, you have to know that she's married. Here, let's start again. Eris and Nesuin, we have the two things. This is the fourth case, fourth and final case. If the, she acquired these Nechassim after her engagement and sold them after she's married, over here we have a three-way Machleikes. Reb Shemim says, only after the fact it works. The Brises says, L'chathchila, she can go ahead and sell it. And Chacham say, the extreme, where forget L'chathchila, if she sells it, the husband can come along and take it away from her. Okay, so those are the four cases. Now that we know these cases, let's go back to the beginning and let's do it inside in the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. <laughs> a woman. The official Mishnah, I said already. Sponsored by official. The official Mishnah. A woman fell into property. Now, I like the story. I don't know if it's true. I, I thought it, I was. I laugh every time I hear the story. Somebody because it's just the parshas kisavai. I don't know if it, I, it might be the longest ali in the Torah. I don't know. Somebody tell me. It's like at least sixty psukim shishi the klalos. So what is the for sure the longest? It's definitely longer than this week's parsha. The whole parsha put together. And next, okay. So somebody asked Rucham Kanevsky. He says, "Should I take the ali shishi the klalos?" So Rucham says, "No, don't take it." I know, I know a guy in Kailo that took it. He had the worst klal in the world. His uncle in America died and left him $8 million and he became a businessman and left Kailo. <laughs> okay. It's not always good to come into money. So here's, here's the case. The Nechassim fell to her before she got engaged. She's permitted to, to deal with it and, and, and sell it after the engagement. According to everybody, it's a good sale. Naflula, second case. Naflula, mishita. Huh? Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, she could buy, she could sell it, she could give it away. Naflula, mishinisares, if the property fell to her after the engagement and she sold it when? After the engagement, Bishami say, in the first place, she go ahead and sell it. She doesn't have to ask the husband any questions. The, the chasen, she goes ahead and she sells it. It's only if she sells it, then it's okay. But she shouldn't go ahead and sell it in the first place. But hey, she sold it. Of course, Bishami agreed that she could sell it in the first place. But even Bishami say that if she went ahead and she sold it, in this position where she acquired it after Ayerson and sold it before Nisuin, it's okay. Omar Rabbi Yehuda, so Rabbi Yehuda says, I heard, now there's actually a question what exactly the back and forth between Chacham and Rabbi is, as we're going to see in this mission alone. Rabbi Yehuda says, I heard, or I understand, Chacham said to Rabbi when a guy gets engaged to a woman, he kind of acquires her. What does it mean he acquires her? Certain things, She's in Arusa. For certain things, he acquired her. So shouldn't he have control on, on his payrise, on his nechassim? Okay, look, it's not like today. We just get engaged in Choma Yisrael. It's engagement, which is something. But in those days, it's an engagement. It's harayat mikudashesli. We're engaged. It's a real thing. So whatever schosim the husband has in her property, he should have those chosim here. It's not a, forget the word acquire. It's a, it's a strong word. It doesn't really fit in in our society, acquire. But you know what I mean? In terms of halacha, there's certain things. 
she needs, she's made for Nadarim, he's made for her Nadar, the Metziah, this kind of, whatever the Allah is, certain, certain small nuances that are his, okay? Not Arusa, you know what I mean. In Arusa, there's a semi married, so there's a Zchia here, so he should, also, he should also have a say in what the property is, where the property goes. Omar Lehem, Al Chadoshim Anu Boishim. Wow, Chadoshim means properties that fell to her after she got married. Says Ringamliel, I never understood what was going on here. I, don't, I still to this day don't understand, says Ringamliel, why Chachamim would say that the husband has the right to veto who she sells the property to. It's her property. She got a property from her uncle in America. He, he, he left her an inheritance. She could go ahead and sell to whoever she wants. Because she's married to this guy, he could stop her. I never understood that, he says. If I don't understand that, and that's when she's married, I don't understand. So certainly when she's engaged, how does the, you want me to give this husband, not a husband, a chassan, powers on property that I don't even understand how a husband has powers over? Makes no sense. I'm embarrassed. Meaning, I, I don't get it. If I was there, I wouldn't allow it to happen. How could you allow such a thing to happen? And you want to add salt to the wound, so to speak. You want to add another halacha that even when they're not married, even when they're just engaged, the chasen should have control? No way. Next. New case. Again, we have Eris and Nisun. This case, everything happens after Nisun. Nof Lula Mishanisis, the property felt her after she got married. This is the extreme of extremes, the opposite of the first case where everything happened before Aries, and then of course she could sell and buy. Over here, it's after Nisuin, everybody agrees the husband has full control. Okay, so now the fourth case goes a little bit back, but we get it. If the Nechassim fell after Erosin, actually Nisus, Venises, and then the Mechira happened after Nesuin, right? So we had one case where both happened between Erosin and Nesuin. We have one case where both happened after Nesuin. And now we have a case one on one. She acquired it after Nesuin, and she sold it after Erosin, and she sold it after Nesuin. Very good. Is it hard? I don't think it's hard at all. It's, what? He says, why? Because you learned it yesterday. You have to tell the island. The island doesn't know. You come here, everything is simple. He learned it. And, uh, okay. It makes no sense about the first case. If, if the guy is a gambler, <coughs> let him show you two colors straight away. Don't get married to him and then have all those problems. Okay, I hear. The biggest problem is gambler. Okay, I hear. Shtickle problem, but I won't talk, tell him. Uh, okay, I have people in my name that are, might be listening. We don't want to talk about that now. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Actually, he says the property she acquired before she got married, in other words, after Erison. Then he says, and then she sold it after she got married. So here we have the three way machlaikis. The top one is im. You see the word im? What does im mean? If. I don't want her to sell it. But if she went ahead and she sold it after the fact, that means it's okay. That's sheet number one on the top over there. 
So now he argues. Before Rabbi Yudha said, it was on the case of Erusin. He says, No, not good. He's saying it on the case of well, they fell by Erusin and he, she sold by, by Mechir. That's what they were talking to him in The what? Since he acquires the wife, so certainly... He becomes married, they, they get married, it's after Nisuin, so he has full, he has full control on the property, so to speak. He's getting all the pears, he gets all the apples. How in the world does Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel say that she's allowed to sell it? It's his apples she's selling. He has no apples anymore. What, what happened to his apples? So he says, If she acquired the property after Nisuin, I don't understand why he should have control. So how are you going to tell me in this case where she acquired the property before Nisuin, after Erosin, why should he have control? I don't agree with you. Says the Mishnah, another beautiful thing. Not, not related, I mean, in other words, whether it's this case, case number four, where it fell, she got the, the property after Erosin and she sold it after Nisuin, or whether in this case, case number Three. Both of these cases, says the Mishnah, Reb Shimon Choyleik, he differentiates, he distinguishes between Benechasim and Nechasim. It depends what kind of Nechasim we're talking about over here. Nechasim, loitimkar. If it's something that the husband knows about, it's known to him, then she's not allowed to sell. Vimachra, if he knows about it, because, listen to this, he is depending on it. He's only marrying her. He goes into the shidduch. He's, no, I hear she has good meters, but what are, what, are, what are they giving? How many dearest are they giving? So he's, the, he's only getting married to her because he, he knows that she's, she's going to get these nechassim. She has an uncle that's about to die. He's in hospice, about to die. And over there, he's, he's going to leave her a nice, uh, nice house. That's why he marries her. So if he knows, then she has no right. There's a guy, I don't know if it's a Maisa Shekimah Toy or not. A guy comes on a date, and uh, the girl he's about to date opens up the door, and she says, here, here's the keys. It's on the second floor, down the block, on the Rechavosh Bam 22, check it out. He's like, what are you talking about? He says, I heard that your mom is looking into the apartment over, and you asked this person, that person, what apartment I'm getting? You, didn't, you barely asked about me. Take a look at the apartment, okay? Yishkoyach. <laughs> All right. No, it was like, I'm not interested in you. It was a fake key. If he knows about it and she sells it, it's not a good mechira. So, if he doesn't know about it, in the first place he shouldn't sell. But if she did sell, it's okay, the Gemara is going to talk about it. I just want to tell you a quick word here, but related to Rosh Hashanah, if I have the time here. Uh, quick, I thought it was a beautiful word, and it's somewhat related here. We say every day, it's some people's most favorite psukim. I'm only asking one thing. I want to dwell in Hashem's house my entire life. The famous question is, but it's not one thing. We say, three things, at least. What's going on here? I'm only asking one thing and then he says three things. So the Medrash asks the question. He says, you, you did the same thing. I learned from you. 
says, Ma Hashem alakech ha-shoyel mi-imach, what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu ask for me? Only ki in li-ra-isi, Allah v'chol v'avchem v'chol nafshechem, it keeps on going and going. What? Ki-im, only one little thing, and then, l'chol drachov, l'hava oisoy, v'lava, so Rav Shem said, beautiful. He said, if you're going to go into a marriage that uh, you, you have the nixim elug and I get the, the apples and then you sell the oranges and then I, I, you owe me this and I owe you that. Uh, terrible. You go into the marriage, you tell Kishbarcha, Kishbarcha tells, let's, let's, be, let's have a good marriage. Everything, we're not going to, not tick for tat. And, uh, you're going to take this, I'm going to take that. We're all, we're in a real marriage. Uh, a marriage is have uh, this, that, you know, there's different things in a marriage, but it's, you're, there's one thing. All, I'm only asking for one thing. A good marriage. That's what I, Shifty Hashem, I want a good marriage, Akash Baruch It entails different things, but not, we're not going to, we're not going to be, be oimed on all the small things, and then, it's, if you did this to me, I'm going to do that to you. If you took that, so I'm going to do that. You bought that, so now I can buy this. It doesn't work like that in a marriage. Yeah? Okay. So if we go back, case, where is it? Case one and two. This is two. Let's see if we have, oh. This is case one that according to everybody, if she sells the property over here, it's 100% good in the first place. But they're engaged. Why doesn't the engagement hinder the sale? That's the Gemara Shaila. Because if she acquires the property after the engagement, then she sells it after the engagement, before the marriage, you say that because they're engaged, it hindered stuff. They're engaged. They're not even married. They're engaged. So why if she acquired the property before the engagement, is it any different? They're engaged. She shouldn't be able to sell her property. If you're going to tell me that it's about marriage, okay. But within here, in this case right over here, you see that they still say that it's only with the evidence. You shouldn't sell it. Why? Why is it when she acquired it before Ayerson, even they still agree that L'chathchila, she could sell it? Says In the Reisha, she's in her own domain, right? She's not engaged. She's in her own domain. So it came to her. And the husband had zero... Control over the property then. Oh, if he had no control over the property. When she acquired it, it says, may she go ahead and sell it, even though they're engaged now. But, when they were already, in this case, right over here, they're already engaged, so she's sort of in his domain already, so she cannot sell it. I heard a Gavalga story. I think a lot of people know the story, but I think it's beautiful. I love it. It's Matzi Shabbos in Bnei Brak. The bus comes to Yerushalayim, the 400th, Shows up, full, jam-packed, nobody can get in. Next bus, next bus. People are going crazy. It happens in Israel a lot. Finally, a bus shows up, it says Rechovot on it. So a guy jumps on him and says, listen, listen. There's 400 people on the, nobody's on the bus for Rechovot. Look, it's empty. Take us to Yerushalayim. He says, I can't do it. What do you mean? Egg it. Do it, please. And people start begging him. He says, you know what? I'll do it. Don't say anything to Egg it. Let's go. Jump on the bus. He takes him to Yerushalayim. The last guy on the last stop, he says, I don't understand something. This is GPS today. You can't just take a bus instead of going to your Chavah and go to your Shlein. How do you do it? He says, listen, they sent me to take you guys to your Shlein. But I knew if I come late to the bus stop, you guys are going to kill me. So I put a sign, Rechavot. 
<laughs> and now everybody owes me a favor. Everybody says I'm a nice guy. <laughs> so I don't know, I thought it's a, it's a beautiful thing. You think that, oh, I'm the one that convinced the bus driver. Here, I, I sat there, I, I told him, look, there's so many people, women with children, it's one o'clock in the morning, and he fell for it and he went for it. No, it's not in your schos, it's not in her schos. It's Okay. It's because of him. So, if it's all about him, he's in charge now, he's the big shot, she's in her domain. So then why does it work? Look back at this chart over here. According to Bishamai, it's 100% in the first place. According to Bishillel, it works, but why? How, how could she sell? When they fell to her when she was engaged, before she was engaged, it's 100% in her domain. I don't know. I, I'm a supik. In other words, why? Because yes, they're, they're, they're going to get married. But they might not get married. What if they don't get married? So, so if they're not married, if they don't end up getting married, then, nothing ha- then, then he has no control here at all. It's only because maybe they'll get married. Maybe there's a chance they won't get married. So because of that suffolk, I don't know what to do. I just say, don't sell it. But if you sell it, it's okay. So now the Gemara says, oh, if we, here, let's just go back to this one right here. Okay. It says in the Mishnah, What does that mean? Here, look at this case right here. When she acquired the Nechassim after Erisin and she sold it before Nisun. In other words, she got them and she sold them before, after Everson. What, what do we have here? Machlis Bisham Bisil. Bisham may say she could sell it in the first place. Bisil say only after the fact. So when you argue on that, you're taking it down one level. Whatever you're going to argue on, you're going to take it down one step. So let's take Bisham. Bisham say she could sell it in the first place. Comes, come Chacham say, no, you can't sell it in the first place. You could only sell it Bidiyeved after the fact. Or no. What they're arguing in is Basil, not Bishama. So Basil say you could sell it after the fact. And they're coming to argue and say, no, one step below that. You can't sell it at all. Yeah? It's Chachamim are taking every, anything you say, they're going to take one step below that. So if they're arguing on Bishamai, what's one step of Lechatchila? One step below that is Bidiyavid. What's one step below Bidiyavid? Nothing. So that's the Gemara's question. Is Rabbi Yudah arguing on Bishami or is he arguing on Bishil? Is he saying he can't sell at all or is he saying he can only sell with the Evet? Toshma, we just turned down Chesam and Beis in honor of Yanki Baum and my Shahor and Bachat Slavah calling on him. In honor of my uncle, Rabbi Khan Pressman, and his close year filled Bazabrachat Slavah symbols of Panazabu Rabbach. Toshma. The sign of Rabbi Yudah. Omer Lufne, Rabbi Gamliel, Hoyle Bizushta, Bizushtoi, whether you're engaged or married, she's considered, look how the Gemara calls it, Ishtoi. A wife. Zu, Michra Batal, this one, the, the, the real wife, after marriage, if she sells it, it's bottled completely. Zu, Michra Batal. This one should be completely. Uh, over here, you see the answer to the question. The question was that it should be zero. In other words, he's arguing on Basil. Basil say that it's after the fact that it's a good sale. Comes to you and says, no, it should be nothing. She shouldn't be able to sell it. Why? 
because she's just like after marriage. Before marriage is like after marriage. And that he said, I don't even understand how a husband could, could uh, take back a sale. You shot him and you want to even make the before the actual marriage, you want to ruin it. the Evid Kamar that he's arguing on the Allah of the Evid and saying that I don't know how this is the Evid, it's even you can't do it at all. Shmamino. Tanya Rebchanino ben Akavio. Yeah? He's arguing with the Evid. They said with the Evid, it's a good sale. I'm saying with the Evid, you can't sell at all. Yeah. Kolchkein. If I'm saying, no. Beis Shammai say you could sell it in the first place. Beis Shammai says, eh. And, they, and he's saying nothing. Zero. Here. So, Not only on Beis Shammai, also on Beis Shammai. Yeah, Beis Shammai says, even Beis Shammai, yeah, it's Kolchkein. It's... it's the argument was different. A completely different narrow Mishnah. It's a Braisa. says, you say that a woman who's married, okay, a woman is married, look, the husband has some control here. She came This is we learn. If she finds an item in the street, he picks it up, he takes it. And her salary he gets. She makes a net there. It's full control. He annuls the net. Different Nidarim, we said, right? Nidarim that have to do with him. Okay, they affect him. But an engaged woman. Why? He is a little bit involved, but you need the father also. You need a, it's a combo. It's a one-two punch. Yeah, that's what you if she's, okay, yeah. Omer Lai, Rebbe. actually says, okay, so you answer me great when she sold the property when she was engaged, before she got married. But what about Nises? But what's the lacha if she sells it after she got married? Listen to this Lashem. What does the mission say? In Machra, if, what does this Lashem say? In the first place, you go ahead and sell no problem. When he says it's a beautiful machir. Wait a minute. If he acquired the woman in a way, what? He gets the mitzia, the first nadarim, etc. Shouldn't he have some power? On that he said, when she acquired the property after marriage, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know. I can't explain how the husband has the right to stop her sale. You want to even ruin it before that? Okay. Okay, now the Gemara just has a question. But what about our Mishnah? It doesn't fit well with the Mishnah. Actually, it says in the Mishnah, the Mishnah says, the same Mishnah says a word im. Im means it's after the fact. You just told me that she could sell it in the first place. But over here, the Mishnah says, im or as vid, tini, you're right, you have to change the lotion. In our mission, it doesn't say im. Take out the word im. What it means to say is, she could do it. So there's no problem. No machlegis. Repopo, Amar, loikashim. Ha, Rabbi Yehuda, the one that says that the evid, the only way to be the evid is Rabbi Yehuda, aliba during Yehuda. Har b'chanin ibn kavya, aliba during Yehuda. Okay, so machlegis, irung em liel, is it the evid or lechatchila. Rabbi b'chanin ibn shamai. What? We, the, the Gemara always asks this question. Who do we pass in? Like? We always pass in like Basil. So it doesn't, it doesn't sit well to say that Rechanayim and Kavya is saying halacha like Beishamah that you could sell what? L'chatchila in the first place. 
Says the Gemara, no, he's not passing like Bishamah. He's passing like Bishamah and Basilil because he holds there's no machlekes at all. Period. Okay. If there's no, if he holds there's no machlekes and he went like Bishamah, he's also saying like Basil. He's saying like Basil, like Bishamah. There's, there's no difference. Says the Gemara, Rabu Shmuel Darmiter Here we have another case that we didn't speak about. What's another case that we didn't speak about, Rabbi Yisai? Listen to this. Here's the case. Very, very simple. What if she acquired the property before she got engaged? We never spoke about that. And she sold it after she got married. We're always talking about she acquired it after engagement. And she sold it either after engagement before marriage or after marriage. But we never spoke about what if she gets the property before. Erison, no machloik is over here. Rav Shmuel. Both agree. It doesn't matter. Venisa and she got married. The husband can come around and take it out. Ask the Gemara. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you could sell it. According to Rabbi Chanina, you could sell it. To say that the husband could just grab it away from everybody? Where's that cheetah? Either she could sell it, no, no, she barely sells it, or she mamish could sell it 100%. But nobody said that she can't sell it at all, and, and the husband comes and grabs it. No, there's a new Rabbi Yisainu. Not brought down that we didn't talk about. The Tanya, Rabbi Yisainu, our Rabbeim came later on, and they gathered, and they took a vote, and they decided, so it doesn't matter when she acquired the Nechassim, whether she got it before engagement, Venice and she gets married. Says the Gemara, when she gets married and she sells, she acquires and she sells, the husband can 100% take it out of the Lekuchos. Check out this chart for a second. See if I have it here. Oh. Here's the Khurban Abayi, smack in the middle. Bisham and Basil lived, let's say, 100 years before the Khurban. Takanas Usha was after the Khurban. So you're telling me that Usha are only repeating something that Bisham and Basil said 200 years before, 150 years before, whatever. Usha was right after the Khurban. It doesn't make sense. Usha. Our Mechad is a new thing. They came after the Churban Abayi. He says, okay, this and this, we should do this and this. You're telling me all they're saying is they're repeating a Mishnah that we're having Subas Dafayin Ches. You're just repeating over what we already said. No. Our Mishnah, what Bisham and Bisham are talking about, is when she's still alive, and we're just talking about the fruit, the the parents, the product, the produce. We're talking about the actual principle of the karka, and we're talking about after she died. Reb Shimon and he says, no, you have to differentiate whether she knows about the nechasim or not. Says Gemara, Elu Heyi Duan Beilam Shem Yidu. What does it mean? He knows about it, doesn't know about it. Or Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Chanina Yiduin, Mikarke. It's real estate. Shem Yiduin Metaltlin. Everybody knows she owes this building, she owns this apartment. That's good. But Metaltlin, how much cash she has in the bank? Not, not everybody knows. 
No, people know. So what does it mean? People don't know. She got a Yerusha in a different country. On that, and that's what's interesting. He's not Goimer Das. He's not getting married to her thinking he's going to acquire this field one day. It's over there. He doesn't know about it. And now we have a right to what we just said. That is considered something he doesn't know about. And that if she sells, after the fact, the sale is a good sale. Have a wonderful day. Wow, check out the clock. 800.